0: Hi, and welcome to the Midlife Marriage Podcast. I'm Carrie, and I'm a wife, mom, relationship strategist, and have been a practicing psychotherapist for 25 years. Consider this your new home for real, honest talk that you can only get in a therapy session until now. I'm here to empower you to create a marriage that fills you up from the inside out. And my goal is to share insights that resonate with you and create the kind of aha moments you need for deepening your connection with your partner. I've worked with hundreds and hundreds of couples just like you to show you that there's so much more to marriage than just checking a box so today we are talking about marriage coaching versus couple therapy what is the difference and how do you know what you need so here's what i'm going to cover we're going to talk about what the difference is between marriage coaching and couples therapy i'm going to discuss when couples therapy is needed versus when you can work with a coach i'm going to share a little bit about my couples therapy experience with my husband and then i will talk about how i structure my coaching as a therapist so let's dive in okay so here's how i think about the difference between couples therapy and marriage coaching couples therapy is obviously with a licensed practitioner a licensed therapist and licensed therapist is trained to diagnose and to treat and couples therapy tends to focus on A lot of what the couple has experienced in the past, healing old wounds, healing traumas, starting to heal the fractures and the breaks that have happened. And it tends not to be very skills-based or very action-based. Alternatively, marriage coaching is much more skills-based and action-based I see it as an opportunity to really bridge the gaps in your relationship, the things that maybe you didn't know you needed to have as part of your relationship, different kinds of skills for resolving conflict, for communication, how to improve the intimacy in your life. Those things don't necessarily require you to see a couple's therapist. And marriage coaching is going to be much more focused on where you are today moving forward, as opposed to couples therapy, which is much more focused on where you were, what your early life looks like, up through today. Very little focuses on the present, the future rather. Now, how do you know when couples therapy is needed versus marriage coaching? Well, generally speaking, if there is a lot of trauma in, the, in one of the partners or in the couple, this is really a highly specialized form of work that I would say you really should have someone who has a strong clinical background And clearly someone who is experienced in trauma, because what can happen when you have someone who's got unresolved trauma is it can actually be triggered in the present day work and and come to light again. And we wouldn't want that to happen in the space with someone who's actually not trained to be able to work with that because it really could cause more harm than help. The other area that I would say is really important to have a trained clinician would be when someone has a personality disorder, a narcissistic personality disorder, and I'm not talking about narcissistic traits, but I'm talking about a full-blown personality disorder, narcissism, borderline personality disorder, or another severe sort of mental health diagnosis, like, like their acute sort of bipolar disorder or very acute depression. Because again, these are circumstances that you really want to have someone who a has experience working with people who are who are struggling with these kinds of dynamics and b someone who knows how to really work with them how to uncover these issues how to work with these issues what kind of interventions to use so that they are not resurfacing in the work in a way that can interfere with the couple's work so in many of these cases the presence of some of these old issues trauma unresolved trauma or different kinds of more significant mental health issues or personality disorders without having someone who's trained there won't be anyone equipped to really deal with how it manifests in the present day so in that case i would actually recommend seeing a couples therapist now what could you see a coach for really so When you're thinking about seeing a coach, let's say you do have some old trauma, but you've actually worked it through and you're really feeling like, okay, I've done my personal work and I would actually like to be able to start working on my marriage now. That might be an opportunity to work with a coach. Or you and your partner are struggling with the transition You just had kids and now you're struggling with the transition. And it's like, how do we find time for ourselves? How do we create space for ourselves? We're having difficulty prioritizing our relationship over the kids. That's a great reason to work with a marriage coach or a relationship coach. Or you have some other big stressor in life. Career change, uh, big relocation. Those are things that cause stress on the marriage. Anything that would be in sort of the top five life stressors would be something that if there's not a lot of sort of historical dynamic that's fueling the present day stuff, a coach is fine with that. And I'm going to tell you in a moment just how I structure my coaching as a therapist because I actually do blend it. So, but first I want to speak a little bit about my couples therapy experience with my husband, why we went, when that was, and what we worked on. So, in two thousand and probably eleven ish our daughter was about two and we both i've been in and out of my own personal therapy for the majority of my career and my own personal belief about that is that really to be a really good therapist it's really important to do your own personal work and so do a clean out make sure your stuff is not playing into the stuff that you are working with your clients on And I also am very much a supporter of personal growth and development. And my husband had done his own personal therapy as well as someone who got his graduate degree in psychology. Obviously, he values the process. He values personal growth and development. And then when we came together, two very different personalities, two very different backgrounds. We came together. It was relatively easy, I would say, until we hit parenting a toddler. And when we hit parenting a toddler, because parenting a newborn and an infant has different set of dynamics. It's really more what do we agree on with regards to sleeping and visitors and there's not a whole lot uh, of decision making yet but once you have a toddler and they start developing their own personality then you start facing things like okay so what are the boundaries now and what does discipline look like and what how many times are we willing to have her ask us before we cave and give in or not And what happens when she wants to stay up past her bedtime, all sorts of things that it's really hard to plan some of these issues until you're really in it. And some things I think that you can plan in advance and make accommodations for, but other things I just think you need to be in it. So for us, when our daughter really started developing into her own personality, she's very strong personality. That was really challenging for us because we both really wanted to be parents who were sort of just relaxed and, you know, we sort of could say what what we wanted and it would just be followed through idealistic, right? So it didn't work that way. So we then started having a lot of differences about when she would come out of her room at night or should she have soda or like it started surfacing in these very surface level issues. And then as we started to have differences of opinion that then led to sort of philosophical differences. Well, if we're gonna let her have soda and candy, what does that say about our boundaries? And what does that teach her about her own boundaries? So it, it went from surface level issues, then it went into more philosophical issues. So then we started thinking about the differences that we were having philosophically. And then it went even deeper and it started being more of a you versus me. Like my approach is better, I don't agree with your approach and so we also came from very different parenting backgrounds i was the third kid in my family and i'm 8 and 13 years younger than my two brothers so at that point my parents were just sort of like ah okay i mean i did have some rules but not a lot whereas my husband was raised in a family all the kids were very close together he's a twin two years just about younger than their older sister and so they ran a tight ship in his household. And so so he and I we just we sort of brought something very different. So we spent five years in therapy working through clearly not just parenting stuff, but working through our own personality differences, our philosophical differences, how what kind of parents we wanted to be, what kind of marriage we wanted to have, what we each brought to the table and how, that, how we were gonna sort of blend that to create a recipe that worked for us individually, that worked for our couple, that worked for our family. And also because I was a therapist and I was also doing marriage therapy, I really saw the benefit personally of just excavating all of it. So yes, we spent five years, that is a long time. In the marriage therapy world and in the therapy world in general, it's not a long time. Five years is not a long time. But in the coaching world, five years can feel like a very long time. And a lot of couples don't want to spend that much time in therapy. And the time resources, the financial resources, it's it's it adds up, right? So, but it was... It was an invaluable experience for both of us. And actually, it really set us up then to be able to have a very strong foundation for all of the future things that we have had to deal with since then. So that was 2011 to probably 2016. And, you know, we're talking seven, almost eight years ago, we, we finished that piece of work. So let's use this sort of as a segue into discussing how I, as a psychotherapist, do marriage coaching, because it's really a beautiful marriage for me, actually, between the two, which is why I really love the idea of being able to be a psychotherapist and do marriage coaching and help my clients in a way that is wildly different than I was originally trained. So my original training as a couples therapist was really looking at the inner dynamics and the inner workings of each partner's mind. And if you could sort of imagine the Venn diagram and you have sort of two circles you have two individuals and where the venn diagram overlaps you have that third space so that third space is the couple space but there's an overlap with the two individuals and so as a couples therapist i was really trained to look at what each individual unconsciously and consciously brings to the relationship thinking the ingredients and then what recipe they create and really from there beginning to understand All of the psychological dynamics that that couple experiences and goes through and those being the source of their current present day challenges struggles issues and pains and so i do bring that into my couple's work and so so as a psychotherapist i think like a therapist so you still get my therapist mind when you work with me i do gather history i do an individual session with each partner it's, it's not an exhaustive history because it's only one session, unlike if you were doing individual work with me. But it is an opportunity for me to hit some of the important points that I want to be able to think about. Okay, so how I'm thinking about the Venn diagram of what these two parties bring together in terms of their own individual ingredients and what recipe you are creating. And so I like to look at that. I also like to look at... The unconscious draw, like what drew you to your partner, because oftentimes what draws you to your partner unconsciously is the thing that becomes the Achilles heel for the couple. So, let me give you an example of that. Okay, so a couple that I worked with, she's a very high stress type A personality. Those kinds of individuals are more prone to burnout she was drawn to a man who was very low-key, very relaxed, very easygoing. She loved that. When they were dating, she loved that because it would really bring her down and calm her down a lot when she was feeling a lot of her sort of high-level stress. Okay, so take that. Okay, they're both professionals, both advanced college degrees both working in their career. Take that and fast forward it five years when you have kids and you're running a household together and you're t- you're both working. Okay, so for her, she was a let's get things done and we gotta get things done and here's all the things that we had to do. And he would say, "Hun, let let's just chill. Like, let's just, you know, put it on the list. We'll sort of get to it when we get to it. And you could imagine how that would clash with a type A high performer ooh, yes, fireworks, it just didn't work. So this ended up being the beginning of sort of their downfall. And from there, there were lots of other dynamics as a result of that. So what what was very important for me to really help this couple think about was starting at the source. I like to get to the source of things. If you don't get to the source of the issues, you're just putting a band-aid on it. And then we have a revolving door. You'll go back again and again with those issues. So that led to a series of conflicts interpersonally on their day-to-day and then also philosophically they started really started thinking like I just think we're too different. I just don't know how we're gonna be able to make this work. So what we really had to do was then think about all of the ways that we could harmonize their personality. And once we sort of really brought through to light what it was that drew them to each other, we could use that in a way to work for them in a synergistic manner as opposed to adversarially. And that is key. That is really key in all all couples. And that is one of the things that I like to really address in couples right from the get-go. And it's so enlightening for most couples. If they haven't done any work yet, it's actually very enlightening. It makes a lot of sense. And when you feel like you have now the knowledge and the information, the insight into that actually helps individuals and couples relax about, wow, that makes so much sense. Okay. This is not like a fundamental flaw in our relationship that could mean we're not meant to be together. This is actually something that was really, really useful for us in the beginning that we need to let continue to work for us. So it is a very key point. So in addition to that, the other ways that I'm really thinking about the work with, with couples is you're sort of bringing to the session a Big puzzle, 1,000 pieces. You're bringing this box, you're dumping it out in the first session. And so we've got all of these puzzle pieces sitting out in front of us. Many of them are piled on top of each other. Some are turned right side up, some are upside down. And the the goal here is we want to turn them all right side up. We want to be able to see. Think of these as all like data points. These are all little pieces of data. We have no idea yet how they fit together. My job with you is to help you start to fit together the pieces that make sense so we could start to see a clear picture. And I always start with the low-hanging fruit. The low-hanging fruit in a puzzle is usually the four corners. And then maybe if there's a face or something, it's usually the faces. So I start with the low-hanging fruit in couples. And so what I'm doing then is I am simultaneously addressing the surface level, low hanging fruit stuff, giving you tools and skills so that you could start to feel some relief right away because most couples come in and they feel like they're drowning. While I am also addressing the underlying issues, the source of why you feel the way you feel, because rarely does a surface level issue not have a tank full of stuff that is fueling it. And ultimately, I want to clean that tank out so that when you actually apply a tool to say, resolve a conflict that you all are having, you apply the tool, you resolve the conflict and you are done as opposed to applying the tool to this conflict only to have another one pop up again and then applying a tool again only to have another one pop up again we don't want to play a game of whack-a-mole for the duration of our marriage that is exhausting and it wears couples down and truly it's one of the things that leads couples to say you know what i just can't do this anymore it's exhausting and and I don't even know what the purpose or the reason is for being together if we cannot seem to be able to find a synergistic place to really rest with our dynamic. So, yes, we don't want to band-aid them. So some of the things that might be underneath the surface could be resentment, could be lots of defensiveness or hostility could be a difference in like interpersonal style. We could think about a difference in attachment style, a difference in personality style, a different in temperament style. So it depends what lens we're looking through. And these are all things that we want to be able to uncover, have a clear view of, and then decide, okay, how are we gonna negotiate these difference in dynamics, these difference in style, these differences in sort of philosophical approach, how are we going to negotiate these so that you're no longer operating from an adversarial place and instead you're operating from a more synergistic place. And that is really what I help couples do. So you get the immediate relief initially, and then you get the long-term benefit of saying like, wow, We've like really created a strong foundation that makes it so clear to us as to like what's going on, why we are where we are, and knowing that we've done this big clean out is really for couples, it is the way to go to be able to have a marriage that is sustainable, that is just a beautiful friendship. And whether you believe in soulmates or not, it's sort of living more like soulmates rather than roommates, because I think that for many roommate is roommateship is the, the default if we put it on autopilot. So that is it for today's episode. And if you like what you heard, follow me on Instagram, Carrie Cohen Coaching. You can also follow me on LinkedIn and Facebook. I will put all of those in the show notes. And if you are in a marriage right now and you're feeling like you've gotten a little bit disconnected, you can also download one of my freebies, which I will put in in the show notes, which is going to give you uh, some marriage revival toolkit. And it's going to give you eight strategies to begin to start to reconnect in your relationship, things that you can actually start right now. You don't need anything to get started. And if you like this episode, please consider subscribing and also leaving me a rating. Until next time.